What is up, aka Pazers? Thank you for joining me for episode 215 of the aka pad audio audacity podcast experience we don't i don't know what i'm calling this thing but i'm peter a deluca thank you for joining me and today right here right now we're talking hobbs and shaw that's right it's a big movie let's get to it all right thank you thank you for coming back Thank you for sticking with me. I'm Peter A. DeLuca. I am your guiding hand. I'm your guiding light in all things pop culture. We're talking movies. We're talking comic books. We are even talking my life. That's right. Because along the way, I drop a lot of life anecdotes. I drop a lot of knowledge. I I believe uh, when it comes to the obsessive nature of watching movies collecting comic books uh you know streaming uh, i mean every single day on on facebook and and on twitter i'm looking for uh, i see people posting uh binge suggestions and they people just want to absorb content they want to be engaged and and and, and they 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 want to be wrapped up in in something that you know they want something to really penetrate them and and kind of like show a little bit of the human condition like back at them they 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 want it mirrored but i am your guiding light i'm holding your hand i'm swimming swimming next to you if you are in fact a swimmer <laughs> so what, what am i doing what am i talking about look hey 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 we go we go everywhere with this podcast and if you're joining me for the first time thank you so much uh if you're coming back thank you even more uh that means you 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 somewhat enjoy my my musings and yeah today uh july 13th uh hobbs and shaw that that's that's when that movie came out uh i'm talking to you september 11th a heck of a time passed but you know, I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw when it came out. I, I saw it weeks later. And the reason for that is that my, my birthday is July 5th. For the longest time, for the longest time, I did not celebrate my birthday. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking maybe 20 plus years. I'm 41 now. I'm sorry, I had to think about that. I'm, I'm 41 now. The last time I actually remember uh, doing anything for my birthday uh, when, just when it came to like friends and, and things like that was oh you know what everyone give me one moment cause in the aka pad audio audacity podcast experience studio we have a ceiling fan going and i forgot that it was on let me turn that off i'll be right back i am so sorry about that how, how rude of me look i try and do as perfect audio as i can for you and for a little bit for a good stretch uh, one of my cords was chewed by Dallas. That's right, Diamond Dallas Cat on Instagram, <laughs> the mascot of all of my social media, and uh, that was that's the issue of uh, why I was getting audio cracking. And my last few recordings, uh, I felt like were very choppy and weren't very consistent. But yeah, so I spent a long time, maybe between I would say twenty three, between twenty three and forty, not celebrating my birthday. And in the middle, I, I vaguely remember doing something for my 30th. So now, you know, now every year I, I get together like a really good group of people. And we go to Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. 
and we just kind of go crazy. And it's friends, it's family. Uh, this past year, uh, my brother-in-law, sh- shout out to Sean, gave me Guns N' Rosé. It's a really good beer. He, uh, he gave me like a six-pack of it. That, 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 that six-pack lasted maybe two days. During my birthday in the restaurant. If, if, if you visit Philly... You have to visit Chickies and Pete's. Uh, it is, uh, to me, a part of the Philly experience, especially it's a part of the Philly sports experience. Uh, I shotgun one of those beers there. There's video of it. You can find it on Facebook at www.facebook.com. You can just find me at Peter A. DeLuca or AKA Pat 13. I'm there. Uh, I would love to see you within my Facebook feed so we can talk. Yeah, so so I did that, and Mark. Mark's been, um, uh, there's multiple Marks that have been on this podcast. There's two of them. One was, one was titled uh, Merc with a Mouth, and the other one was uh, somewhat speedy or little Mark. And, you know, Mark meets me here, and we kind of pregame a little. And, you know, pregame to go pregame basically because we were going out that night <laughs> so we're pre-gaming the pre-game the pre-game was going to be chickies and peas uh because i yeah you know, I, I just wanted to go crazy and you know your birthday is a good reason to go nuts and he gives me like 50 bucks in faint dango money and i'm like dude this is too it's too generous it, it really is it's it's too much and i said it doesn't matter we'll use this for hobbs and shaw and then quickly there, like we map out when when we're seeing Hobbs and Shaw, and it's actually like four, three, four weeks. I think it was actually four weeks. So we're like we're into August, but you know we mark the date, we go, we watch it, we make it happen. And the best thing about seeing movies in the summer when it, uh, it comes to Philadelphia is if you see the movies on Columbus Boulevard. And if you're not afraid of physical activity, if you're not afraid of walking, you know, and, and, and unless there's really something holding you back from that, I, I just, like, believe everyone should be a walker because I walk so much. <laughs> you know, this past week, my daily average was, uh, like, 5.6 miles a day. <laughs> and um, that's how much I walk. And I get it. I I understand if, if someone isn't, but, uh, and yeah, it does somewhat perturb me, but Mark and I love seeing movies at Columbus Boulevard and walking back to the AK pad audio audacity podcast studio. And you know, roughly, I mean, it's like a 90 minute walk and you're like, what? Yeah. But on a nice summer night and uh, you know, the 90-minute walk becomes like a four or five-hour pilgrimage because him and I, we hit just about every place to eat and every place to drink between point A to B. And those nights are usually the most fun nights. They're the most exploratory. They're the most uh, friendship open. Like, you know, like the, the, I feel like our friendship, we bond a little bit more every time we go on that pilgrimage. And we've done it five or six times since then. And, you know, he's he's moved out of the city. So the gaps of us catching up are, you know, they're, they're further and further 
um, you know, separated. So there's always more that him and I, the point I'm getting at is that there's always more and more for him and I to discuss. Now, here's the ironic thing. This coming weekend, on Sunday, the 15th, our boy is moving back into the city. And I cannot wait. I just, I feel like a, a appendage is 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 being reattached and um yeah you know, I'm, I'm proud of him because i was i was i was a naysayer i said he was never going to get back into the city uh you know based on other factors <laughs> mostly critical factors but he he proved me wrong and look i love being proven wrong when it comes to, to stuff like this so anyway so <laughs> we see hobbs and shaw and holy crap we completely completely enjoy this movie and why is that you know <laughs> that's be it's because we recognize what what this movie is we 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 know what we're getting into and you know we kind of know what we're measuring the movie against uh, you know, going all the way back to the, the 80s action masterpieces like Predator, Conan the Barbarian, Cobra, you know, Rainbow. You know, like he didn't see the Last Blood, you know, Stallone's fifth Rainbow movie. He didn't see the trailer for that. The trailer for that hits during Hobbs and Shaw and Mark loses his mind. And it's like, yes, like that visceral reaction that is why we go to the movies that, that this is why like it, we're still in the movie game it's the true strength of cinema when you see a reaction like that it's 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 the the power of cinema reaching into a like almost like a person's soul and just like caressing it uh that comes out very soon i think that comes out in two weeks and I'm hoping he returns to the podcast and, and we can do like a full sit down. But, you know, why, what, like, what's happening with Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, look, we, we can go through the plot. I felt like it had a very intricate plot. And for some reason, um, you know, when they, you know, and, and I'll just always go back to Transformers. People like to say the Transformer movies, the Face and Furious movies, uh, anything with The Rock in it or Dwayne Johnson doesn't have a plot or it doesn't have this and it doesn't have that. And people really like to take these almost like hard-nosed positions on what those movies are. And But then you ask them, you know, you're, you're like, well, like, you know, uh, like what, what didn't you like about Transformers Dark of the Moon? Like, was it not the plot twist? Was it not... You know, someone of the the heel turn of um, Alpha Sigma, I think, right? Uh, the the one voiced by Leonard Nimoy. You know, was it was it not the more the backstory of Cybertron? Was it not uh, <laughs> you know Optimus Prime kind of <laughs> wrecking shop again? You know, was it like and you start talking to him and you even bring in like some some of the the human elements, and they they just look at you with a blank stare. They they look at you with disappointment. They look at you as if you are nuts. And a lot of the times, it's like you, there is no response. And it's easy to see that that person doesn't really know the story 
of Transformers Dark in the Moon. And, and I say Dark in the Moon because I think that's the most complete of the Transformer movies. Uh, it's, uh, you know, like, it was kind of like the, the Transformers movie you, you thought about when you were a kid. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, tra- you know, the first one's the best one. I mean, the first one's there. But Dark of the Moon is, is really firing on all cylinders. And, you know, and, and the same thing happens with Fast and Furious. Where, like, I can't even tell you how many people... Because my favorite of that franchise is Tokyo Drift. And that might be the next episode. I might just do a little Fast and Furious block here. Okay. Tokyo Drift. I watched that movie with so many people. And everyone just gets pulled into that flick. And it's nothing. The story's not sophisticated. But I would say the relationships are nuanced. And there's plenty of really cool action and we have like a crime element it, it is a lot like the, the original face and furious what am i getting at is these criticisms about uh story and lack of character and this and that when you actually talk to these people and you ask some questions about like like what didn't they like and what this and, and that it, it's so hard for them to actually crystallize it. And the reason for this is I feel like the, the storytelling format for movies has become elongated. And because it, it creates more value when it comes to the international market. And I think that's a good thing. I think that, that that's an unintended consequence. But I, I really think that's a strong thing. Because the plot for this movie uh, is so big it actually introduces Ryan Reynolds as a CIA agent that's potentially the villain. The the villain really doesn't get revealed in this movie. And it also introduces Kevin Hart as another agent. So now we have a spin-off movie that is roughly at 165 million domestically and ironically it's the same number as X-Men Origins, <laughs> like another spin-off movie. Uh, you know, like, the, the, these are, like, your your templates now for spin-off movies. Spin-off movies and spin-off anything normally, like, just doesn't do well. Like, you know, like, you always have your outliers, like, something like Frasier, spin-off from Cheers, and it becomes its own entity. But every, every once in a while, something spin-off really, really hits. And I believe Hobbs and Shaw is that. It's, it's definitely a hit. Uh, I mean, it's at 700 million worldwide. I mean, yes, worldwide prestige. Uh, let the sequel go. <laughs> and but it, it, we have a spinoff, and that, and now we have this developing mythology. You know, we we they we have the family of the rock mythology. You know, mythology legacy. We have the family of Jason Stratham. You know, Shaw. <laughs> You know, crime mythology, crime legacy. You know, there, there's legit characters that were from the Face and Furious universe that Jason Stratham bring over with him, and he weaves in and out of. And and we have a fantastic like voice that's the villain. You know, like a a, a controller, so to speak. Um, Chris Elvis, right? Chris Elvis. I, I I hope I uh, hope I'm saying it. oh I'm sorry, Idris Elvis. Oh my God, total brain fart there. Idris Elvis is a awesome villain. Uh, 
You know, and and everything with him kind of comes down to, you know, it's going to come down to like a one-on-one fight. But that fight at the end of this movie and the way how they, they, they match him is just really well done. It's awesome. Very visual. The big shout out for this movie is David Leach. And he is, you know, he, he's one of our boys behind John Wick. And he's, you know, one of our boys. Uh, I think the last time Mark and I hung out here late night, we actually watched Atomic Blonde, like 4 o'clock. It was like, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. We're bombed out of our minds. And then we watched Atomic Bomb, uh, Atomic Blonde and loved it. But, you know, he's the director of that, director of Deadpool 2. And I kind of, like, I hate to say it, but I'm more, I, I, I'm like... Yeah, you know, a little bit more into Deadpool 2 than I am into the original Deadpool. And I know that's a little bit blasphemous. I know I'm not supposed to be uh, saying that. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Bad boys for life. And so the the plot of this movie, look, we we have a MacGuffin. You know, we, we, we have a threat. Uh, it's the actual mechanics of the plot is very much like Mission Mission Impossible 2. I'm not, I really don't like care about that because uh, it's a separate movie. Uh, the plot works in here. The, the drama works in here. The family dynamic. And that's somewhat of the, like the Face and Furious theme. That, that's a part of the Face and Furious that's carrying over is the family dynamic. And it's just really cool. It's really cool seeing The Rock and Dwayne, you know, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I feel like I have to say that every single time. And Jason Stratham, Hobbs and Shaw. The chemistry of the two and and how they're not friendly. They don't like each other, but they do and they will and they they make it work. It's perfect, okay? I mean, it's, it's one of the best buddy you know, detective action drama movies in a very long time. I mean, th- this movie calls back to a lot of, like, mid-80s buddy cop, you know, 48 hours, I'm looking right at you, kind of like uh, action dramas, you know, with a little bit of comedy, you know, that is it really isn't explored anymore. And this is just a, you know, look, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna do a byline. It's a high octane version of that, and wrapped within all of this, we have multiple environments. We have wonderful set pieces. Uh, Hydra's Elvis has this motorcycle that he's able to call at will, and the stunt work around that motorcycle is some of the best motorcycle stunt work I've seen. Again, in a very very long time, I'm trying to think of examples. I mean, might be Mission Impossible too. The last time I saw a motorcycle sunk work as good as this. But it's just really, really cool stuff. Uh, Idris Elvis comes off as a unstoppable villain. You do ask yourself, as the movie's going on, you're like, how how are they going to like beat this guy? The, the, this guy will mop the floor with 10 of them. And... You know, and like it gets to the point where, like, you know, do they kill him? Do they not? I, I really dislike when villains die in movies that are a part of a franchise and part of a bigger picture. And Fast and Furious is definitely a bigger picture. Fast and Furious, at the end of the day, is one of your top cinematic universes ever created. 
I'm sorry. Like, everyone's like, uh, MCU. It's like, okay, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has some movies that are connected. Face and Furious, every single movie is connected. Okay, so now we're... After the ninth movie, we're going to be ten movies in, and they're all connected. That's more films than Harry Potter, people. Okay? I mean, Harry Potter being the longest narrative, The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, you know, coming up. I would say, like, James Bond from James Bond from Casino Royale. So, I think that was 20. So, we have James Bond from 20 to 25. Okay, we have Star Wars. Star Wars is going to end at 9. Fast and Furious is going to have more. Uh, <laughs> more of a thread than Star Wars is. Think about that. Uh, and Transformers as well. And and, and uh, side note with Transformers, I will keep saying it. I absolutely love how the Transformers inches back the mythology film to film. You know, it, it's just fun. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, this movie... Completely entertaining, completely fun, delivered, filled with beautiful people. I love movies filled with models, with hotties. I just love it. I'm I'm susceptible to it. I don't know. I watch those movies, and afterwards, I just want to work the f out. I just want to go to the gym, and I wish Philly had a 24-hour gym, and I wish Philly just had bars that didn't close because I would do both after seeing Hobbs and Shaw, and. You know, to me, this movie was very significant because, you know, it was part of my birthday experience, my birthday celebration. Mark amplified that. He made that just a little bit more special. He really did. And, you know, I don't know. Along the way, um, you know, I just felt a little sentimental, too. You know, like just having him around. And I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful that he's back in the city. I feel like he uh, is a little bit like Samson. <laughs> you know, he he has got his hair back. He found his true power. the The, the idea with Samson is that he uh, he he finds his power without his hair. But anyway, anyway you know what I mean, people. And uh, yeah, I think I I think we're I think we're out of rap people for the uh, AKA pads. Peter A. DeLuca's audio audacity. Episode 215. 216 will be Tokyo Drift. I might just go uh, 3, 2, 1. And then uh, we're, we're really uh, inching into the 31 Days of Dread. I will reveal the episode 1 of the of the third annual now, 31 Days of Dread, which will be Brightburn. And holy crap, holy, I cannot wait to talk about this movie. I really can't. But look, everyone, I love you. Go out there and create start something but start something that you're going to finish okay but create and sell sell something okay help help me out find me on twitter aka pad find me on instagram aka pad 13 snapchat aka pad add me by name not i'm not on tiktok yet but maybe and you already have my uh facebook (laughs) everyone i love you thanks for hanging thanks for hanging out until next time